You are listening to the Conversational Selling Podcast with Nancy Calabrese. Hi, everyone. It's Nancy Calabrese, and it's time again for Conversational Selling, the podcast where sales leaders and business experts share what's going on in sales and marketing today. And it always starts with the human conversation. Today, we're speaking with Mike Ulmer, owner of Catapult Book Writing, a company that specializes in helping people write their business books. Mike's three-step formula for writing a great book starts with the proposition, an idea that is so compelling that it is impossible to resist. Next comes the backstory, the author's journey toward that conclusion, and finally, recommendations, lots and lots of helpful tips for the reader. After a three-decade career in journalism, Mike began writing business and leadership books in 2021. He is the author of 19 books, including M is for Mabel, the best-selling alphabet book in Canadian publishing history. Welcome to the show, Mike. I know we're going to have a great time. Oh, Nancy, I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Thank you for having with, uh, for having me on. Oh, my goodness. So I guess, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is how would a book help businesses grow? What, what, what's your feeling on that? I think it's really essential. You're seeing a lot of people podcasting, which is brilliant. I heard someone call the uh, uh, blogs, podcasting, and um, a book, sort of the holy trinity. I think <laughs> the thing about um, writing a book is the discovery that goes into it. I think I like to tell people that I charge you X amount of dollars for the clarity and I throw the book in for free. Because when we talk, and, and uh, Nancy, I'm terrible, I'll hound you to get right. the real root of your story. And when we get that, that's the proposition that you mentioned so kindly. When we get that, and then the, the backstory, and then that, all the conclusions, all the, all the advice, you have something that's your North Star. And so you can use it for your social media. It's the title of your book. It's, okay. your, it's your podcast. It's the title of your podcast and the theme of your podcast. When you have to do an elevator speech, speech it's that 30-second speech. Right. When you have to do uh, you know, uh, something, a presentation, it's, it's themed around that. So it's really so much more. It's really the answer to all those questions about social media that vex people. And wow. so it's super, super powerful. And the thing about a book is it works for you 24-7. Listen, Nancy, I have made, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. A book gives you an unrealistic sense of importance. You're <laughs> nowhere near as important as that book is because it carries so much weight. Because when you right. write a book, people are just so impressed. And I've been living off that, that, that for about oh, 30 years. So I, I'm wow. going to tell you it's true. There's a disproportionate amount of prestige when you write a book. So it's, it's really a great thing for a business. And if you're the only person telling your story, then right. you're the only story that counts. All right. So, you know, when I think about writing a book and I, I shared with you earlier that I had a book written for me, yes. if I had to do it for myself, I would be totally overwhelmed. Yes. And yet you say it's easier than you think. It is because um, I think it's easier just, just by those three things. Concentrate. So where you start, Nancy, and but I should also add that I do write books for people, but I encourage people to write their books because even if you don't work with me, it's right. so good for your business and, and, and so good for you developmentally, personally, is to find out what your story really, really is, that signature story. Okay. So that's the, that's the, the first part. 
Um, the, where you start, Nancy, is your backstory. You write your life story without the intention of presenting your life story to the, to, in your book. Okay. Your story is, um, all it does is confirm your conclusion. So uh, can I give you an example? I want an example, yeah. Oh, sure. So it was a woman named Annie Duke. She's written a great book called Quit. Okay. And it's the premise of it is sometimes it's a better idea to quit than to bang your head against the wall and pursue these things because you want to be that guy who never quit. Sometimes right. it's a great idea to quit, to, to pivot. So let me ask you this question. If you're a mountaineer and you're standing at the base of the mountain, what's your goal? Not to climb it. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously you want to climb it, right? Hit the top. No. Nope. You want to get back. <laughs> you want to, you, <laughs> getting, right. back, getting back is far more important than climbing the mountain because if, <laughs> if you went to Kilimanjaro, you would find all these frozen corpses of people who thought that the only thing that mattered was climbing the mountain. <laughs> and, and so Nancy's thing, and this is a great and brilliant demonstration of why, you know, why you should pivot, why you should quit. But Nancy was, Nancy, I'm sorry, Annie was a professional poker player. Okay. Who would know more about when to throw in your hand than a professional poker player? Wow. So when she talks about her career in poker and what led her to poker and what led her to these conclusions, that backstory is super important because it qualifies that proposition. Sometimes you ought to quit. Right. And the proposition is so great because it's, it's just so counterintuitive. And all the great propositions are counterintuitive, like uh, uh, the four-hour work week. What a great idea. <laughs> Who right. wouldn't want to read a book about having a four-hour work week? So I think if you, if, you, if you look at these three, and anyone, everyone has these tips, I think it can be made a lot easier, and I really hope it is, by people looking at those three things. So tell your backstory, and you'll right. figure out how your backstory ends up into your present story. I knew a guy, he, he, not far from me, and he, he, I'm in Canada now, and he... Um, his parents made good money, but he always felt this financial insecurity. Mm -hmm. and, and so he became very entrepreneurial. He was the guy that, you know, bought a six pack of Coke and went to the construction site and sold it to the guys for more money. He was that guy, three paper routes. Great guy, right? Right. And he took business because he's interested in business. And then he decided to take financial planning. So nobody else would have to live. No other kid would have to live with that uncertainty of where the family money is. No parents would have to. No kids would have to. And so the root of that, that trail is, right. was in that feeling that insecurity as a kid. And if we look at our stories, there's always things that happen along the way that sort of led us to what we're doing now. Right. And so when you write your life story just for yourself, right. write, write it for yourself and be as vulnerable, Nancy, as you can. Write all the hard things. And I know people don't want to do that because it's right. really hard to be vulnerable, but it's just you. You don't have to use it in the book if you really don't want to. But let me give you another example if I can. I did a book with a guy named Ron Foxcroft, fantastic entrepreneur, great guy. He invented this whistle called the Fox 40. It's really super loud. And, okay. and so it doesn't have what's called a P, a little bit of cork in it. And he's done great. He's, he bought a company called Fluke Transport, a trucking company. And he made their slogan, if it's on time, it's a fluke. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Brilliant, funny, fantastic guy. Done really well, really, really well. Supports a lot of things. You know, very wealthy man. Done great. And, but still working at 75. Still putting out in 60-hour weeks at 75. 
And I noticed he didn't drink. And I said, Ron, who was the alcoholic in your life? Uh And he said, it was my dad. And he beat me once a week because he was a deeply unhappy man. My dad always said, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And he never reached his full potential. I never wanted to be like my dad. Wow. Okay. Now we know. Now we know why you you work 75-hour weeks. And so that thing that happened when he was a kid is really key to understanding who he is now. Wow. Talk about your background in book writing and journalism. Oh, well, I started when I was uh, 20 years old. I, uh, I, I took journalism at community college. And that, what happened there is I got a letter and, and said, congratulations, you've been accepted into the journalism program at Lambton College, which was my local community college in Sarnia. And okay. even, in the, even in the 80s, this was unusual since I had never applied. So I went to, I went to my mom and said, what's the deal here? I got this letter from Lampton College and she looked very sheepish. Right. And she said, well, I had to do something to get you out of the house because I was a bit of a deadbeat. And, yes. and so she, in Canada, it's called uttering a forged document. <laughs> and I took Lampton, I, I went to Lampton College and I'd love to tell you, Nancy, that I was an immediate success, but I had no skin in the game. Yeah. I, I flunked out. My wife, I met my wife there. She graduated and still been a year ahead of me. She still is now. <laughs> but uh, I had to go out west and I got in a bit of an accident. I wasn't injured, but I sort of got my head turned around and I decided I was working with dynamite, Nancy, out in the, in the, in the bush. And even in the 12 minutes that we've been talking, any listener would tell you, this guy should not have dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and I graduated and then I started and I worked my way up. I, I always wanted to be a hockey writer. I always wanted to write about the Toronto Maple Leafs and I got my goal. I worked all the way through it. It took me many, many years. And then I reached where I wanted to be. And, uh, and then I blew it up. And then, uh, because I had, I did not know it at the time, but I had bipolar illness. And so what, and so the worst thing for someone with bipolar illness is the worst is to have a job like mine where I travel the world and wrote on deadline and then had to get up for a plane the next day and travel between time zones and really, you know, pretty deadline-driven, stressed job. And I had yeah. been sad before. But um, so what happened was, is you go, you go to the doctor when you're sad. And the doctor does, you're presenting really sad. So the doctor does what they should do. They give you an antidepressant. And for a small percentage of people, that's like putting air into a balloon that's already pretty full. So okay. you, you fill the balloon with air. And naturally, what happens is sooner or later, the balloon is either going to pop or it's going to blow away and then it's going to you know fly in the air and drop down on the floor completely empty. It takes yeah. people who have bipolar illness about 10 years to get the correct diagnosis and they can do a lot of damage in those 10 years. Wow. Wow. So I, I was really lucky. I, I, it, it stalled my career, put it in a different trajectory, but I went to work for the people that own the Maple Leafs and the Raptors and that. So I'd done some good work and, uh, and they, were, they hired me and I lasted seven years there. And then there was a new regime that came in. So I didn't know what I was going to do. They, uh, they, you know, I, I left and well, they walked me out, actually, I should say. I didn't leave because there was no question that I was to leave. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they walked me out with this new administration, which was fine. They were very gracious and they were really good to me. And I didn't want to do what I was doing anyway. So I couldn't, I don't have anything bad to say, nothing but good things about what they did for me because I needed them at that time in my life. I was vulnerable and they mm-hmm. hired me and they were so gracious and accommodating. But anyway, uh, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I started, I went to B&I, uh, Business Networking International. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, yep. It's a 
it's a very powerful group. I went there and I, I met business people. And I didn't even know there was this cohort of people who were out there figuring it out on themselves. I'm not working for anybody else and having the courage to operate their own business. And I think that is a very courageous thing to do and a very lonely thing to do. And I said, these people don't have a story. <laughs> I guess I would talk to them and they had no idea. So that gentleman I, I talked about, he was in my B&I group and we got that figured out in about 10 minutes. Wow. But, um, but I've been sort of trying to figure out how to help people find their stories. And so I write books for people, which is sort of like ghostwriting, except that I hound the hell out of you, Nancy. I, <laughs> like I did with Ron, I'll ask difficult questions and make you uncomfortable to get that great, great, powerful story that, that builds something between you and the reader. Because Ron was a tr- guy, no one has a trucking company, but a lot of people have, a, have had alcoholics in their life. And so wow. you build that trust by that really, really vulnerable thing in their life. Yeah. And if they're willing to share it, when someone reads that, you just bring a light into that person's life because for the first time, maybe ever, they're not alone. Wow. So that's super, super powerful. So yeah. anyway, I, I started doing that and, uh, and I've been doing that since. I, I write people's books for them, as I mentioned, which is great right. fun. Uh, but I also, like, as I also mentioned, I say, listen, I'm going to give you the cl- clarity in your life that you've never had. Right. And I'm going to do that for X amount of dollars. And I'll throw the book in for free because right. to my mind, the great benefit is the knowledge of who you are, what you do, why you do it, and why you're really, really good at it. And once you know that, you can communicate in unlimited ways. Wow. Well, how do you know if you could even write a book? Well, a lot of people are intimidated by it. I think anyone can write a book. Just keep your sentences short. Don't write any more than three. The idea that I don't have a story, that people don't have a story, is not true. Everyone has a story, a compelling reason. Everyone has expertise because they're in business. Right. You know, and so everyone has those three elements. Now, what I do is I'll interview you, and this is one of my services, and we'll find those three things. And if you want to write the book, I, we can coach you up and all that stuff. Right. And so we can help you do that and, and for a very reasonable cost. And, but if you want to just do it by yourself, that's okay too. And if you want to, us to write the book for you, we do that as well. But to answer your question, I don't know if everyone can write a book, but everyone can figure out who they are, what they are, and why they do it. Wow. So what I'm hearing you say is when you – consider writing a book first start with your own personal story yes ma'am. is that right yes absolutely and be as honest and vulnerable as you can wow what about pictures are they good to use i i, I don't know um i don't have a lot of pictures in the books that we've produced mm-hmm. um you know and here's the important thing nancy pictures tell your story and the, here's the dirty little secret about stories mm-hmm. no one gives a damn <laughs> People don't give a shit about your stories, <laughs> but they'll walk across the mountain to hear your conclusions. Interesting. You can use, they can use their story. Your story might amuse them or entice them for 30 seconds. Your conclusions can change their lives. They might wow. keep those conclusions and use them all the way through their lives. So wow. don't write with an eye towards telling your story. Although the only reason the story is important is because it validates the conclusions. As we talked about, the conclusions being the proposition. Yeah. So anything that doesn't speak to that proposition that didn't bring you to that point, leave it out. Yeah. Yeah. But 
but that doesn't mean some of the bad things that have happened are difficult or challenging things you've had in your life. You shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't include, but wow. it's, it's the proposition. That's, that's what people need and that's what they want. And that's what you when you write a book and someone devotes hours to reading your book and our yeah. books are short, they're only 20,000 words. So you can finish them in two hours. But if someone's doing that courtesy of, yeah. for you, then you have to do, you have to reward them because they're putting everything they know in their life down, their kids, their bills, their hobbies, whatever. They're stopping just to listen to you. Right. So you have to honor that. You have to oh. give them something really, really powerful because they're investing the most powerful, precious thing they have. And that's their time. Their time. What what is a reasonable number of words to write daily? I mean, we all have other jobs, right? Other yes. things to do. So what's your recommendation? I think if you can write two hundred words a day. Mm-hmm. Now that's not much. That's a little bit more than a laundry list, right? Okay. If you write two hundred words a day times five days, that's a thousand words. If I got that right, because you're you're a, you're sales, so you're you're you you know you have a basic ground, grounding of math. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're writing a thousand words a day, 20, 20 weeks makes twenty thousand. If you can't say what you want to say in twenty thousand, you're not saying the right thing. Yeah. Wow. And and generally though, so how long does it typically take to write a book? Your thoughts? That one is hard, Nancy, because it's. I always say, how long is a piece of rope? It really depends. <laughs> it really depends on the commitment of the person writing the book. I can't. We can coach you. We can set a goal limit, a word limit, but right. I, I can't speak to what that other person will do because that, that has to come from them. Yeah. I mean, do you believe in deadlines? Well, as someone who had to, had to work to one, deadlines worked for me, okay. but they don't necessarily work for other people. But you know, there's a reason why in labor negotiations, everything is done at the, at the 11th hour, right? We yeah. feel an urgency. So I guess the answer, the better answer is yes, I believe in deadlines. Because I got to yeah. tell you, Nancy, if I took your third kid, if you didn't have 20,000 words, if I took that kid and, and brought him to Moldavia, you'd, <laughs> you'd make your 20,000 words. So it's, it's a question of how important it is to you. Maybe, you, I don't know, maybe you want to get rid of your third kid and have me take him to Moldavia. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, you know, we're, we're almost up with time. Um, Tell what is the one takeaway you want to leave the audience with? I want to leave the audience with the idea with this. If you feel that your story is not worth telling, someone has gotten in your ear and lied to you. Yeah. Because everyone has a compelling story. I make a living finding them. And that's probably not gonna be germane to the to the hundreds and thousands, not hundreds, but thousands of people listening to your podcast. But right. here's what is germane. That person that told you you haven't got a story that's worth listening lied yeah. to you. Well, lied they shouldn't be you. in your life. Right. And that, and that person should be consigned to the seventh circle of hell because people <laughs> carry around that lie, their li- that lie and yeah. build their beliefs on top of that thing. Right? It's like a, a faulty foundation. All you're trying to do is build a good house. But if someone leaves you with that terrible foundation, you're never going to have a great house. Yeah. Whoever told you you can't write a book lied to you. Everyone can do it. As long as you're you're vulnerable and you're truthful. And and we talked about a formula tonight. Everyone can give it a go. I don't know if you can here's I don't know if you can finish your book. I hope you can, but you can definitely find out those three things with inquiry or having somebody ask you those questions. What's your proposition? What's your backstory? 
And of course, what kind of advice you can give. Wow. Great conversation. Oh, thank you. We're going to have to continue this some some other time. How can my people find you? Well, you can find me at MikeUlmer.com. That's Mike. Ulmer, U-L-M-E-R.com. And, okay. uh, and I love speaking with people. And, and we can, if they're interested, we can have a five-minute convo and I can pretty well figure out what, they, what their next step is. And if they're interested in more, then we arrange more and, and down the line. But I just, uh, for me, this is the best part. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing your wisdom about books. You know, before meeting with you, I never thought about the importance of having a book uh, published. So everyone out there, get online, get in front of Mike. He's an expert in this. And you can also tell he's a lot of fun to work with. So um, until we meet again, make it an awesome book day, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Mike, for coming on the show. Well, Nancy, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yep, me too. The Conversational Selling Podcast is sponsored by One of a Kind Sales. If you are frustrated that you don't have enough leads or your sales team complains that they just don't have enough time to prospect, we can help. To work with Nancy and her team to help you manage your sales team, install her proven outbound sales process, and create more bottom line results, email her now at nancy at oneofakindsales.com. To learn more about Nancy and her outbound sales secrets, grab your free copy of her book, The Inside Sales Solution, at oneofakindsales.com forward slash book.